What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of But That's Just Me, the podcast. I am your host, Trone, and I would like to welcome you guys to episode 14. Um, I know I was gone last week. Uh, I didn't drop an episode last week. Um, you know, just working on some things, but um, that was the first episode I missed. I don't plan on missing anymore. Um, so, you know, we have a lot to talk about, a lot of games to get into. Um, that we had, uh, I want to say we had maybe five games from the last time we spoke. So we are going to cover those games. Thank you for everyone that's been listening in. Um, everyone that's been tuning in faithfully, greatly appreciated. All right. So right now, our team leaders that we have, um, we have Bam Adebayo. He's leading the team uh, 21.6 points per game. Actually, him and Jimmy are actually leading um they actually tied at 21.6 points per game, which is amazing. You know, we 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 like that. I like that Bam is being way more aggressive um you know than what than what he's, you know, than what we're used to. Um but he's been playing like that for the whole season, so I shouldn't really be too too surprised. But um shout out to Bam Adebayo for, you know, leading us in points. Hopefully we see those numbers go up and those start translating into wins. Uh, second, we have Bam leading us in rebounds, too, with 10.2 points a game. I mention it every episode, how I feel about Bam and his rebounding. Um, honestly, I feel like Bam should have been rebounding in the double digits since the beginning. I personally feel like he should be averaging, you know, 12, 13 rebounds a game. But I also explained, you know, why I think he doesn't average as many rebounds, you know, the whole... He can guard positions one through five. Um, so, you know, that's that's why. And the more I watch these games and the more I watch him, you know, come into the player that we want him to be, the more I realize that a lot of the times he's, you know, not really in position to get the rebounds because he sometimes is guarding the point guard or the shooting guard or whoever else is on the team. And chances are they're probably shooting, you know, outside shot. So he has to be there. He can't really get to the rim, which is why a lot of the times, like, our guards, they are getting rebounds. Like Tyler Hero, he's averaging um, over five rebounds per game. And he definitely benefits from Bam switching off and guarding his player because that can just cause Tyler to drop right to the bottom, um, drop right to the paint and grab those boards. But, um, you know, Bam, he's leading us in rebounds. We we like that. That's something that we like to see. Uh, in assists, we have Kyle Lowry. Um, I don't understand how he's still leading us in assists. Like, <laughs> the last few games I've been watching, he hasn't been playing. And when he does play, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> we'll, 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 talk, we'll talk about Kyle just a little bit later. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, blocks, we have Bam Adebayo. You know, still leading us in blocks. I don't, I don't think that's gonna change. Um, I don't see that changing, unless we do make a move and get a, a backup center who's good. Um, you know, no, no shade to Orlando Robinson because he, I mean, he plays his part. Dwayne Dedman. I don't think we're ever gonna see Dwayne Dedman play again for the Heat. Um, so <laughs> we'll we'll see what that looks like. And last, um, we have Stills with Jimmy. He's, like, leading kind of by a long shot, but Victor Oladipo is, like, kind of right behind him. But Jimmy is leading with 2.1 steals per game. Victor Oladipo 
is right behind them with 1.6. Um, and you know, once they once they get into their rhythm, especially you know getting closer to playoff time, um, they might be you know a two headed monster, which would be great if Oladipo can get back into his you know into his defensive uh, defensive bag, you know that we uh, that we know him for. Um, so yeah, let's 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 get into these games. Um, oh, before I get to that, um, we got to do our but that's just me MVP of the week, and that is going to Bam Adebayo. Bam, this is his third time getting the BTJ MVP. Um, it's well deserved. He's playing out of his mind. Um, you know, I I've had a lot of a lot of critiques about Bam, but week after week he tends to show me that he can be as consistent as I think he can be. Um, Cause honestly, all I want him to do is be aggressive on the, um, on the offensive end. And he, he's doing that. He has that paint locked down. Like his, that mid range shot that he's shooting in the paint is, is damn near unstoppable. <laughs> like he's hitting it. He's turn around, hit, just dribble up to the paint, hit over anybody. Brooke Lopez, who's seven foot two, and um, you know Robert Williams, who always seems to give Bam fits. But you know we'll we'll get into that just a little bit later because I definitely want to touch on that matchup just a little bit more. Just some uh, some opinions and observations that I had on that. But shout out to Bam, um, you win BTJ MVP. Um, and honestly, I was gonna stop doing the BTJ MVP. Um, because every time I give somebody that award, they just, they're trash for like the next two or three games. And I don't know if it's me <laughs> that's causing that to happen, but they just play worse. And, um, so that's something I'm, I'm going to look into that. I don't know. Cause if these next few games that we have, if them is playing trash, I might just put that award on hold <laughs> for a little while, but we'll see. Um, Right now, our schedule, um, sorry, our standings right now is uh, 27 and 22. Uh, so we're looking good. We're looking be- We're looking better. Um, I'm not going to say good because we have some losses that shouldn't have happened, but we're looking a lot better. Um, we're creeping up to that fourth seed that I said we would be, you know, in episode one. So let's see. Let's see if we can, you know, keep it up. And these next few games that we do have coming up, are very winnable games that we should 100% win. Um, but we'll see what happens when that when that comes up. As far as our injuries, we have er- Omer Yurt 7. He's still out. Uh, he His timeline for his recovery was about three months. We're about at like two and a half months, I want to say. And they, he's starting to get some on-work, um, on-court work in. So we can definitely, you know, appreciate that. Hopefully we see him back on the floor soon. It's looking like when he does come back, he is just going to go back to backing up Bam because I don't think we have enough of a center, a backup center presence for him and Bam to play together, which is what they were working on during training camp and in the offseason. But we'll see. You know, we still wish him a speedy recovery. And Duncan Robinson, we still wish him a speedy recovery, even though he's in the trade news every day. Um, I like Duncan Robinson, so I hope he doesn't get traded necessarily, especially with the way Max Struess has been playing lately. Um, yeah, he, he's not he's not hitting his shots. But, I mean, 
realistically, the whole team, we're not really, like, as a team, we're not really hitting threes like that, which, I mean, we got to work on that. Um, and when we do, hopefully it starts clicking at the right time, you know, somewhere after All-Star break, going into the end of the season, getting a higher seed. So when we get into the playoffs, like, we're in full, full motion. So let's get into these games. Like I said, I didn't record last week, but if I would have recorded, these are the games that I would have covered. And I'm kind of happy I didn't record because this week we only had one game from uh, from when the last game would have happened that I would have talked about. So it's pretty good. But that one game that we had, important, because it was a, it was against Boston. And y'all know how I feel about Boston. I, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. So our first game that I'm talking about, was against the Atlanta Hawks where we lost that game 121-113. Um Jimmy had 34 points, but that wasn't the point the point of that game. The Hawks could not miss. I think they hit like they were like 70%. They were hitting everything from everywhere. No matter what, just coming to court half court, pull, stand in the corner, pull, get to the rim, pull. It it was it was getting ridiculous like and in that game we we didn't have like a there was never a moment where I was just like, oh, man, yeah, we might be able to come back from this because, no, Atlanta was hitting everything. Um, DeJounte Murray, he finished off with 28 points, just hitting threes, like just pull up threes. And from what I know of DeJounte Murray and from what I've seen of him, that's not really his game to just cross half court, get to the three point line and just start shooting. So. Yeah, that that was that was a, a wild game. Um, we got we got smacked. I mean, the the score was a lot closer. It ended a lot closer than the game actually was. Um, I think the highest that we were down was like twenty six, and we just didn't we didn't seem like we were into that game. Um, even though Jimmy did score thirty four points, it never felt like that was a game that we were into. And you know, with Atlanta being one of our Eastern Conference rivalries. Games like that, we have to win. Um, and I don't like Atlanta either. Um, I don't like Trey Young, just personally. But so games like that just upset me even more. Like when we lose games like that, especially to dudes like Trey Young. But um, he's talented. Don't get, ever get me wrong. But I just personally don't like him. But that was that game. Um, we we sucked. We didn't we didn't do anything to make me think like, man, yeah, we we could have had that game. No, that's not how it was. Um, and, you know, they in that game was on Martin Luther King Day. So a nationally televised game, it was crazy. But I guess, you know, getting their behinds kicked in that game kind of woke them up for the game against the Pelicans because, um, bam, he had 26 points. We led the whole game. Um, no, Their star players were out. Um, no Zion, no Brandon Ingram. Um CJ McCollum played, but there weren't they didn't have their, you know, their other two main guys. And I bring that up because typically in those type of games where the other team is missing their stars, Miami will go and lose those games. And I, I don't understand like what's the like why that happens or or what's like the reasoning for that, but it's like we go into these games where players aren't playing and we just like to lose so and on top of that this was our like our largest margin of victory for a game that we won this season 
So just seeing that, like seeing us have that big lead, because there's been times where we would have huge leads, even up 20 north of 20 and end up losing a game or end up being in a close game. So to see us lead the game that whole entire way through and not give up the lead, that was very, 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 very promising. Um, like I said, they didn't have, you know, they didn't have their star player, but it is what it is. Like these are professional NBA teams and the Pelicans are not scrubs. Like they they can play. Like I know they've been on a kind of a downward spiral since Zion got hurt, but as a team, like they're pretty good. So, you know, shout out to us for getting that win. Um, one twenty four to ninety eight. That's what we call a schmacking. And then we had our other televised game. And I don't know, something about these televised games, these nationally televised games, we just don't show up for them. And I guess it's just because we know that these media outlets, especially media outlets like ESPN, um, they don't respect us. Uh, so, but we get on these nationally televised games and we give them reason to think like that. But we ended up playing Dallas. Luka Doncic, he's been killing this whole season. Um, Oladipo, he led us with 20 points. But in that game, too, that was one of those games where, like, Luka, he turned into Steph Curry. He couldn't he couldn't stop hitting shots, turnaround, fadeaways, that, that ugly little step back that he does that works all the time. Like, I only call it ugly because I'm hating. But that step back is is real. Like, he'll, he'll step to the side, and it's like you know what he's doing, but it's hard to guard. Um, then at some points they had – we had Tyler Hero guarding Luca. Luca is like six foot eight or six foot seven, six foot six, something like that. Tyler's probably like six two, six three, maybe. And we had him guarding him, and Luca would just dribble, 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 step back, shoot, swish. It just kept happening. He and and I mean the size clearly wasn't an issue either because at one point he hit Bam with the step back splash. And it's just like, bro, like at that point, it's really nothing you can do with it. Um, so, you know, we we did lose that game 115 and 90. Um, it didn't seem like like that was one of those games, just like the Hawks games, one of those games where we just didn't show up. Like we didn't it's like we didn't wanna we didn't wanna play hard. Um, and you know, we have Oladipo leading us in scoring, and that's like that's nothing against Oladipo, but Oladipo is our our six man, like he comes off the bench. So if he's has the highest scoring in that game, what is everybody else doing? You know? So we we gotta get to the point where everybody's clicking at the same time. Jimmy's clicking, Bam's clicking, Oladipo's clicking, Hero's clicking. Like just all at the same time. We gotta get to that point. And we we show like we show spurts of it, but I don't think we're there just yet. And that's something that, you know, we got to work on. So we got that L um, in Dallas. Uh, but we, we we boosted ourselves back up again because we played the Pelicans again. Um, and that game wasn't as – it didn't go as smoothly as the first game where we led for the entire time and it, it didn't look like, you know, we would take our foot off the, off the gas. But we won that – we ended up winning that game 100 to 96 – and um, it definitely came down to the wire. And C.J. McCollum, he had like a like a three. Um, Jimmy tried to steal the ball, but McCollum he like kind of like sidestepped him. Jimmy missed it. He fouled him. Surprised they didn't call the foul on us. 
but he did foul him, and McCullum tried to take the shot, missed the shot wide open, and that was pretty much, you know, the end of the game. Uh, Hero, he had 26 points, um, you know, which was which was good. That's, you know, something we need. Bam had nine rebounds. Uh, and New Orleans, their leading player was Trey Murphy with 17 points. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't think they're going to win many games with Trey Murphy being the high man, especially having McCullum on the team. We know what a threat he can be, but we played a, we played a good game. Those are the type of games that like that as heat fans, we're used to seeing because Miami, like they're, they've never been the team or like, they're not the team to, you know, typically blow other teams out. Like it's more of like a grind kind of thing with us. Um, and it's been that way since, you know, since I was younger watching heat games, it's always been a grind. Um, the LeBron years when he came, there were games where we would blow teams out, but it, that's not really our identity. That's not our heat culture as we like to say. But, um, so that was a good win against the Pelicans. Then we played Boston. Um, we this is I want to say our third time playing Boston, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we played them earlier in the season, like first week of the season, and we ended up losing to them. Um, the second time we played them, I want to say we lost to them too. Uh, I'll double check that. But this game, this is the game that was important. Bam Adebayo, thirty points, fifteen rebounds on guess who? Robert Williams. Now. Initially, like, and I'm uh, this is recent. Like, I'm talking about as as early as like a year and a half ago. I never thought Robert Williams was as good as people made him out to be. But when I started like watching games, like paying attention to games with the Heat, you know, versus the Celtics or whatever, and I would see him like that dude is good. Like he he plays he plays the game like an like an actual big man. Like, he's in the paint, he's getting blocks, he's getting rebounds, he's getting putbacks and dunks. Straight big man moves. Like, I've never seen him take a jump shot too far away from, from the rim. So, shout out to him. And it seems like, especially in the playoffs last year, every time Bam, like, Rob Williams would be in the game, like, Bam would just become like a shell of himself. Or he wouldn't play to the level that we expect him to play so coming into this game um you know Jimmy didn't play and a few players on the Celtics didn't play uh, Marcus Smart Jalen Brown um and I want to say Al Horford or somebody didn't play but coming into this game you know with these games with Boston like it can go either way and Jason Tatum he just likes to seem to like heat up um against us because you know there is some type of a some type of a rivalry there um, so, you know, we, it, it was a good game and going into it, I was like, okay, with no Al Horford, because a lot of the times where Bam did a lot of his damage, especially during the playoffs, it was when Robert Williams was off the, off the floor. And it could just be because Robert Williams defensive play style and Al Horford's defensive play style, for instance, are way different. Like Al Horford, he's not on defense. He's not going to like be tough with you and like get all up in your grill but Robin Williams will so I was very interested to see how Bam would react to that and he reacted with 30 and 15 and especially towards the ending of the game like in crunch time 
Dan was going crazy, getting dunks, hitting jump shots, everything. Like, no no issue. Um, and then it seemed like at that point, it really didn't matter who they were putting on him because he was getting his buckets. And the 15 rebounds is more so what I was impressed with because, like, I y'all probably tired of hearing me say it, but time after time after time, Bam needs to get rebounds. He needs to be that big man. And a game like this, 15 rebounds against a center like Robert Williams, showed me that Bam, if he wanted to, he could do this all the time with no issues. Like, he can do this all the time, every game. I'm not he he might not average 30 and 15 because you know you just have some some games where you're just off. But he can at least average 25 and 12. Like 25 and 12, 25 and 13 easily. Um and that's that's something that, you know, going throughout the season, I would like to see and I I know Bam is not a bum like every every season um he's impressed, he's improved. Sorry about that. He's improved and shown us that he could be that guy. Like, he could be that guy. And right right about now, I think he is that guy. Um, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to deny that. Um, so, though that was like a rundown of, you know, of the games that we had. Um, you know, we within that five-game stretch, we went three and two. Um, which, you know, those games that we lost, we lost pretty badly. Um, but... We did go, you know, we did end up going three and two, which is something I can appreciate, um, you know, with a winning record and a five game stretch. Um, but, you know, we're, we're looking really good. Um, I am happy with the team most times. Like when I'm watching the games, I'm typically yelling at my TV because that's just how I watch basketball. But, um, you know, we we're 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 looking good. And like I mentioned, these next few games that we have coming up are very winnable games. Um, and I'll get into that a little bit. But before I get to that, I don't want to forget Kyle Lowry. Uh, two episodes ago in the But That's Just Me moment of the week, I said they needed to they needed to trade him. Last episode, I said that, you know, when he started showing us who he was for real, like towards that end of Toronto, we should have just believed him. This man makes $30 million a, a year. Um, and I mean, granted, I'm not even gonna say he's the worst point guard in the NBA because he's not. Shout out to Ben Simmons. Um, but yeah, he shouldn't be in our starting lineup anymore. <laughs> he maybe he'll benefit from you know being a six man, um, running with the second unit, getting the second unit set up, um, not leaving that responsibility to Oladipo because Oladipo is more of like a combo guard but, like, leaning more towards being a shooting guard as opposed to being a playmaker. Um, but, yeah, he he needs to – he needs to – we got to do something. Um, there were reports out saying that Miami wasn't looking to trade him, um, which, I mean, I don't really see anybody wanting to take Kyle Lowry for $30 million a year. Um, and I think he still has two years left on his contract. I don't see anybody trying to, you know, trying to take that. Um but we got to figure something out. Um, maybe, you know, putting Victor Oladipo in the starting lineup because Tyler and Jimmy can, you know, play the, 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 
point guards, like the primary playmakers, um, and we get a little bit more defense in that starting unit. But he needs to go uh, or do something. I, I don't know. I, I Like, I really don't know. Um, you know, it, sometimes it's cool when you have that unselfish player, like, oh, I'm unselfish. I, I just want to get my guys in position. No, you make $30 million a year. Give me 12 points per game. And 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 I'm not going to complete, like, I don't want to make it seem like I, like, I hate Kyle Lowry, but, bro, come on. Like, we got to do something. Like, you, you can't, you can't keep having these games where you have scoring two points, four points, nine points. Like, what do, what are we, what are we going to do with that? Like, we can't do anything with that. We need you to consistently be the $30 million player that the team is paying you to be. So, Hopefully, you know, the trade deadline, I, I think this trade deadline is like nine or like 12 days away or something like that from, you know, the time of this recording. But we we do got to do something. Like, I, I think we do. We're like probably like a piece or two away from consistently playing, winning Miami Heat basketball. They keep talking about, you know, Jay Crowder. They're trying to bring him back to fill that four position. But Miami doesn't want to give up. Uh, Caleb Martin, which I don't disagree with because um, he's, you know, he's, I've mentioned it a few times, but he's definitely exceeded my expectations. He's playing defense. He's locking up. He, um, you know, he's he's hitting his threes, especially his open threes. He can get to the rim. He can play make a little bit, but that's not what we need him for. And he plays defense. He locks up. We can appreciate that. Jay Crowder, I haven't seen him play in a few years. So I can't really say if he would be a better fit than Caleb Martin or not. But I think we'll we'll do something. Like we'll I feel like we will make a trade. I don't know what that trade is gonna be. They're you know looking for a backup center, but also looking for that that power forward uh person in that power forward position. We'll see. They said Serge Ibaka is you know he's agreed. They agreed um, with the Bucks to sit him down and not have him play while they look for a trade partner. We'll see. I mean, he does. He has the size that'll help us match up with a team like Milwaukee because Milwaukee has a lot of size. But also for them, Bobby Portis just got hurt and he's going to be out for a while. So they might change their stance on you know Serge Ibaka if they want to keep keep up that lengthy you know, that lengthy style of play that they play with Giannis and Brooke Lopez and all of them. But we'll see, you know. I think Serge Ibaka would, would fit decently well. Maybe uh, he's not the Serge Ibaka of old, but I don't know. We'll see. So, you know, last thing before I leave, we're going to move into the but that's just me, but that's just me, but that's just me moment of the week. And the but that's just me moment of the week is simple. I wholeheartedly believe this. This is, you know, strictly my opinion, but I believe this 100%. If Bam Adebayo keeps up this aggressiveness and he, you know, ups his scoring consistently to about that 25, 27 area, he'll end up being one of, if not the best two-way player in the league. 
Now, when we say two-way players, you know, you think of your Kawhis. Um, you think of your Paul Georges, which I don't really believe. Um, but, you know, they say he is. So who am I to say that he's not? Um, you know, you think of your Anthony Davises. You think of um, Joel Embiid, players like that. But I feel like if Bam can continue to do that with the level of defense that uh, the level of defense that he plays and just up in those rebound numbers just a little bit by season's end, he can 100% be the best two-way player in the league. And I'm not changing my stance on that. And you may not agree, but that's just me. Bam Adebayo, best two-way player in the league if he can be more aggressive and up his scoring. And I dare somebody to disagree with me. But, um, you know, our upcoming games that we have, we have Orlando, which I want to say that should be a win, but you know how we can get sometimes. But I feel like we got that. Um, Charlotte, Charlotte has just been a disaster this whole season. Um, LaMelo Ball, he's been going through a lot of uh, injuries, not really getting settled into the offense. I mean, listen, I... That should be a win. That should be an easy win. Like, no no questions asked. Nothing, like, nothing. That should just be a straight-up win. No issues. Move on. Uh, then we have Cleveland with Donovan Mitchell, Mr. 70, 71. I think he scored 71-point man. Um, Cleveland has been really good this season, but I think they're only, a, like, they're in the position ahead of us. I th- we're sixth. They're fifth, if I'm not mistaken. So they've been slipping a little bit, but... That's also another team with with size, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. You know, so that should be a good game. Then we have, last but not least, for the games that I'll talk about, is the New York Knicks. I hope we beat the Knicks by a lot of points. Like, a lot. I don't like the Knicks. I don't like Julius Randle. I'm Randolph, sorry. I don't like Julius. No, Julius Randle. That's the name, Randolph. Julius Randle. I don't like him. Um, he made me lose money when I was betting one time, so he'll never get he'll never get like from me. Um, and you know, New York they've been playing it right. Um, they actually just beat Boston as well, so you know there's there's that. But we'll in you know in that that round of games up with the New York Knicks, and we will be back next week to talk about those games. So once again, I appreciate you guys for listening tuning in weekly um thank you and i will highlight y'all on the next episode peace